reading from Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Paraphians, Medes, and Lemonites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Perigna and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya and near Siren, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arab, Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues, amazed and perplexed. They asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. This is the word of the Lord. What an amazing job she did. I struggle to... uh... I struggle to pronounce some of those words, so uh, well done. It's the day of Pentecost. Now, I've got a question for you. And if you raise your hand, we've got the wondering mic going around. You might think up first, what is he going on about? But I promise you, as we go on, it will become clear. So I just want to ask, If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Now, I'll start you off. I would have the power to control time because there's never enough of it in the day and I could really do with more. So that's what my superpower would be. What would yours be? Doesn't matter how old you are, feel free to ask. A bit like what Joss says, but I'd like to go for time travel. Time travel. I think that would be a good fun one. Is there anyone else who would like to share what superpower they would have? I would destroy COVID and all other diseases. (laughs) Get rid of all the diseases. I think Tina had one. Yes, I, I would like to control the weather. It doesn't really feel like summer at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, we'll do one more. Just listen to God's word. 
Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be an amazing superpower. So I will come back to why I asked you that. But it is Pentecost Sunday, and I was wondering, what does the word Pentecost actually mean? Well, quite simply, it means 50th. It was 50 days after Jesus ascended to heaven. Just to catch you up on where we are. So Jesus has come to the earth. He's done all these miracles, all these amazing things. He has then been beaten, he has died, and he has risen again. And he promises, as he ascends to heaven, to send a gift to the disciples. But we see in our reading that the disciples were cowering in Jerusalem. They were hiding from the Jews that were probably going to kill them if they found them. There was a lot of fear, but they were waiting on this gift that God had promised. They weren't entirely sure what it would be, but they knew it was coming. And this is where Pentecost takes place. For God sent his spirit down on that day. And we see this amazing thing where these people who are cowering from the Jewish people in a locked room are suddenly filled with the Spirit. And the next thing you know, they're speaking in all kinds of languages they didn't know to the people they were afraid of. One minute they're afraid. The next minute they're out spreading the gospel to the people they were afraid of. And I think that's quite amazing. But at the same time, some of the people there thought they had too much to drink. And to be honest, if I was in that situation, I probably would have thought I've had too much to drink. Because I'm not sure how I would handle that. I've never been good at languages myself. But it's amazing what happens when we are filled with the Spirit. We see 12 disciples who were afraid, who we've seen through the New Testament, them constantly messing things up, all of a sudden being empowered to spread God's word. Now, I kind of know how they feel. I am not a public speaker. I hate it. I have real anxiety every time I know I have to preach. In fact, there was a stage yesterday where I was thinking, how can I get out of it? Like, maybe I could fall down the stairs. Maybe I could say I was sick, uh, get someone to cough on me. I don't know, anything to get out of it. But the secret I found to having the courage to stand here in front of you and spread the word of God is the Holy Spirit. 
The fact that I get anxiety when it comes to public speaking only confirms it further for me. Because I couldn't stand here in my own strength. I would be running for that back door. I would be out of here faster than you can say, where's Josh gone? <laughs> but I pray every day in the lead up that God fills me with his spirit so that I can share what God has put on my heart. I was sat there just before I came up to talk, praying for God's spirit to be in me because I know I couldn't do it on my own. And over the last few weeks, we've been looking with the children at heroes of the Old Testament. And there's a little secret to them, because none of them are really heroes. But they did have one thing in common. They had faith in God, and that's where their strength came from. Just to highlight a few shortcomings of some amazing people from the Old Testament. Moses had a stutter and didn't like, pu didn't like public speaking. He also had a bit of a temper. David was too young to face the giant. He couldn't even fit in the armour. Jacob struggled with telling the truth. He was a really deceitful man when you look back at him. Abraham was too old to have children. Paul was a murderer. He killed God's own people. Jonah was a coward and he ran away. Jeremiah struggled with depression. Noah was an alcoholic. And Lazarus was dead. But they all had one thing in common. They all trusted God and prayed for his spirit to be among him. And because of that, they were able to do the most amazing things. And it's not always easy, I can promise you that. But with God's strength, we can do anything. Romans 8.11 is always a good one for me. I love reading this. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to you, your mortal bodies, by the same Spirit living within you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead can be in us. And sometimes... We can't even go to the, our neighbours and say, have you heard about this amazing guy called Jesus? We can't turn to people and show them love. But the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. Look at how conservative we can be in England. We're not very good at being outspoken or talking to people. We're not very good at being evangelists as a whole because we like to keep ourselves to ourselves most of the time. But just look up what the disciples did. Thousands came to faith 
after they were filled with the Spirit. They were nervous. They were afraid. But the Spirit was within them. And the way I've always looked, liked to look at it, if you took a coffee machine and you were like, I can't wait to get this in use, I can't wait to use it, but you don't plug it in, it is absolutely useless. You're not going to get a nice coffee out of a coffee machine that you haven't plugged into power. The Holy Spirit is our way of plugging into God's power. It is our way of being like the disciples, like Jesus, because we can't do it on our own. I want to ask you, how often do you pray to be filled with the Spirit? I know sometimes I forget, but every night I try to remember to pray that God fills me with his Spirit the following day that I can go out and do his work, not under my own strength, because I know I'm not good enough. I couldn't do half the stuff I did under my own strength. But under God's strength. God is all-powerful, and he loves us, and he sent his spirit, so we wouldn't have to be alone when we did these things. So I just want to urge you over the next week, How often will you pray to be filled with the Spirit? How often will you take that opportunity to be plugged into God with his power? The Spirit is the best gift we can receive because without it, none of the people we read in the Bible would have been able to do what they did. It's only through God that we can have that kind of strength. So one last time, I I would like to remind you this week, go away and pray, God, will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? See what happens. You might find yourself doing things that you never realised you could do. You could be healing. You could bring people to God. You can do all kinds of amazing things. All you've got to do is have that faith and make that prayer. So I'm just going to pray now that God fills everyone in this building, everyone in this church community, everyone online, that they are filled with his spirit this week. Dear God, we just thank you that you did send your spirit on that Pentecost Sunday. Lord, it is something for us to worship you even more for, something for us to celebrate, not just on Pentecost, but every single day of our lives. Because because of it, we know you're with us. And because of it, we know you can do, we can do your works. Not in our own strength, but in yours. So Lord, we just pray that your spirit doesn't just fill us today, but every day, this week, this year, and for the rest of our lives. Lord, we just thank you so much. Amen.